Well, good evening. I appreciate uh, Brother Bob reading through that and uh, all of it. Uh, it's a good, it's a good section and chapter. Uh, I'm glad you guys are here tonight. Uh, looking forward to learning a little bit about the Word of God. This one, uh, as always, I'm, I'm really excited about it because uh, uh, I, I like to talk about things that are positive. Um, I think the original title of it was "Faith Without Works Is Dead." Um, I'll, I'll rephrase it just ever so slightly uh, for for the message I want to deliver tonight, which is talking about a living faith. Um, um, the, I want to encourage you to have a living faith, and I think that's what James is telling us about today. And uh, Because if we don't have a living faith, well, uh, then uh, we have a faith where uh, without works is dead. And obviously, we want to have um, a, a lively Christianity. We want to have one where our faith is alive, and we're doing what God asks us to do. And that's what Brother James uh, from back in the day here in the Bible, he is encouraging us to do this and ever uh, so strongly. And so that's what I want to talk about today because maybe uh, maybe our faith isn't uh, where it needs to be. Maybe over time uh, you've let uh, your faith slide in such a way um, and the things that you do to support your faith aren't where they need to be. And that's in a very, very serious position to be in. And I will talk about that today out of James uh, for, for just a moment. Uh, so that we can be stronger Christians. So uh, before we carry on with that, uh, out of the passage we read, uh, I want to go back and define once again what faith is. Um, I think it's important just to get our mind in the right frame of mind so that we understand what James is talking about uh, when he talks about faith. And um, you will recall, uh, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, but recap that Hebrews 11.1 1, uh, is an excellent definition of faith. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And uh, I'll share with you uh, the meaning of some of the words out of this so that we can help define what faith is, right? Because if, if we're going to be taking a look at uh, faith without works, we better understand what is faith, right? Uh, we better understand what that is uh, for a good foundation. So the substance here, substance uh, means that that word means foundation or a support or a steadfastness of mind. And that word hope, so the substance of things uh, hoped for, that hope is an expectation. Hope, often as we find it in the Bible, is not like we hear of in the world where I hope I win the lottery or I, I, I hope that... Uh, uh, um, my team, my, my baseball team beats your baseball team, and you're not so sure about it. Well, when we're hopeful in the Bible, and our, place is hope, our, our hope is placed in Jesus Christ, we can expect God to do what he said he will do. And so uh, that's the foundation of the definition here. This hope is an expectation. I have an expectation or eager expectation of things hoped for, right? I'm expecting things. And so this is the foundation or steadfastness of mine of, of, of things that I expect. And the latter part of that says the evidence of things not seen. Now, evidence, that would be a proof. You remember in school, somebody would say, I, I want to see evidence. And uh, whenever I was in math, I remember one of the things I actually had fun doing uh, in geometry was to do a proof. And you would go through and you would prove something. It looked logical, right? Well, um, where I ended up may not be where I started, and there were steps in between, right? But I kind of knew where I might be going with uh, my argument there, and I would show evidence to my teacher that I had done my work like she had asked me to. Uh, that's a proof. Another way to put that would be a testimony. 
Uh, oftentimes, uh, whenever you're in a court case and someone says, we want proof, well, sometimes uh, there is not direct proof, but there would be a testimony of someone who was there, right? There is somebody who maybe they saw something and they would, uh, under oath, give a testimony of what they saw. And then that would be admitted as evidence into the case. And so um, and, uh, court cases will be decided, sometimes make or break, based on the testimony. So that word evidence there means evidence, a proof, a testimony. Uh, it can also mean a conviction. And so if you summarize, faith is the steadfastness of mind of things expected, the testimony or proof of things not seen. Uh, and one of my favorite examples to share on that is uh, talking about dinosaurs. And we think about, um, uh, I, I've never seen a dinosaur. Have you? But I believe that they exist, right? And why do I do that? And you see a picture here. I've got a gentleman who's got his hand in the footprint of a fossilized footprint. I don't know about you, but I have never seen an animal to make a footprint like that. But I believe that there, something did make that. And uh, uh, we would call them dinosaurs. Often in this area, area where you would find that, you also find bones and other evidences and things. And so uh, when we think about uh, what, what uh, faith is, what that would be like, it would be the steadfastness of mind or a conviction of the mind, uh, a foundation or support of things that you would hope for or look forward to, the evidence of things not seen. And so when we look at, <clears throat> uh, when we look at the Bible, God has left footprints for you and I to know not only that there was a supreme being, right, but to know about his nature and the things that he expects of us. And so uh, that's what faith is. Faith is something we haven't seen, but we can take steps toward um, arriving at what God would have us to by faith in God. What he tells us uh, we must do today, uh, we can take steps and we must trust him to take steps to go do things. And uh, it's kind of a two-part thing. The first step part, first step, <laughs> is to believe. It would be a belief, right? It would be a steadfastness of mind. That would be a belief or conviction that I'm going to do what God has asked me to do. And when I do, I must be about doing something. And um, so that's what faith is. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. Now, uh, I'll remind us of where we do get faith. Uh, the Bible is a book of testimony. Uh, it's one of uh, proofs and evidences that would lead us. And uh, it's given to create faith in our hearts. Uh, and as we read it, and it presses upon our mind. Uh, how do we get faith? Reminder, Romans 10 and 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So if you're going to boost your faith, then you do it by hearing. And not just hearing anything, not by hearing geometry or, or science. It's by hearing the word of God. Likewise, um, uh, we talk about the purpose of the Bible for us. In our life, John 20 and 30 says this, And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So the Bible was written for us so that we may believe, right? That's... That's a testimony. We read the testimony of the apostles and we 
realize that there is a string of evidences there that would lead us to to know what God would have us to do. And one thing we must do is to believe, right? And for our faith, our belief is increased by hearing the word of God. Um, Luke 8 and 12 says this, Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. So contrary uh, to hearing the word of God, right, and believing it, embedding that in our minds and uh, our hearts and doing what it says. Uh, Luke 8 is describing a, a parable here of the sower, which we're familiar with, where seed was sown, which is the word of God. There are some that hear. Then what happens? The devil comes and takes the word out of, out of their heart. And then what happens? Lest they should believe and be saved. So the purpose of the Bible is that we would read it, uh, we would hear it or, hear, or read it, and that we may believe and that we would do what it says to, uh, to do and thus be saved. And uh, the devil's out to stop that. And I'll tell you right now, the devil would have you not to have faith in God. And we see more and more of that and more and more teaching today to the contrary that there is a God. And people are always trying to destroy the evidence that's in the Bible. And it's been like that for a long time. But uh, I assure you, the Bible is true and we seek, we seek that truth, and uh, our faith grows as we look more and more to the Bible. So that's how we acquire it. Uh, now, what benefit is it to us? Romans 5 and 1 says this, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in context here in Romans, uh, Paul has been speaking. He speaks of justification. Right, which is a pronouncement of innocence apart from the old works of the law. Instead, we are justified by faith, justified by faith in Jesus Christ. So, faith is necessary. We have to be. We have to have faith. We have to have that belief, that steadfastness of mind, and things that we have not directly seen, but we have evidences in the Bible and testimonies of in the Bible. We have to have that to be to be justified. And um, recall that our sins, it says here, we have peace with God. Recall our sins once put us uh, at enmity with God, uh, which would be an enemy or a part. And now we have peace with God through Jesus Christ because we're justified by faith. And so, uh, uh, so we must have faith. Faith is important, but it's not the only part of the equation. Out of our reading that we read uh, from James, faith without works is dead remember from verse 17 it says faith by itself it's dead verse 20 faith without works is dead verse 24 uh not say or not by faith only not say by faith only can man be saved not by faith only uh verse 26 faith without works is dead and so if we get a message out of this there's something more than just faith that we have to pay attention to. And because uh, when we talk about something dead, that's something that, uh, think about what's, what's dead. It's buried. It's in the grave. It's useless. It's done. It's gone. It's used up. And um, uh, before services, I, I love it, uh, Sister Lori said, she said, ah, you know, the, this great illustration, I know what you're going to preach on tonight. She said, you're going to talk about a screen door in a submarine. <laughs> I 
that means useless, right? And if you're on a submarine, uh, if, you're, if you're a sailor, we've got some in this room, right? At least one. If, if you're a sailor on a submarine with a screen door and you expect it to stop the water, it's useless. You're going to sink and you're going to lose your people inside, right? That's a useless ship. It's a dead ship. It's dead in the water, however you want to put it. But our faith, if it's all by itself, all only, as critical as it is to our salvation, our justification, if it's all you have, it's dead. Faith by itself is dead. Faith without works is dead. Not by faith only. Faith without works is dead. And the message from James here is clear. There's got to be something more than just faith. Faith without works is profitless. And he, uh, he gives a few examples in here. Um, he gives the example of if one sees his brother hath need, right? It says verse, verse 15 and 16. Says, um, if, you're, if you tell someone who needs something, it says the bro- a brother's mentioned there. You see someone who needs something and you just simply say, be warm and filled. What good does it do them? Right? If you do nothing to help them other than just, Give them a word of encouragement. What good does it do them? They still go hungry, right? It mentions daily food there. What if they don't have the daily food? They still go hungry. They still starve to death. Think about that. That's like a screen door in a submarine. It's dead. Uh, uh, It's useless. Uh, And it says, what doth it profit? And there's no gain in that for that person. you got to give them something of substance that's going to require... Uh, if they're lacking their daily food, you need to help them with something other than just some words. Uh, give them some food. And that's an action. That's, that's a work, if you will. So faith without works is profitless. That's a work. And we're going to talk about that more uh, as we go along. But another example, uh, in verse 19, it's mentioned that do not even the demons believe. Uh, speaking of faith, right? So there are several examples in the Bible where demons believe. They believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, right? They have faith, if you will. But there's another component of that. Um, it says, do, demons be- not, uh, do not even demons believe and tremble? Right? And tremble? They know who God is. Uh, they have faith in that. But it's a dead faith because there's not works that, that go uh, with that. Um, and so uh, two examples there that faith, see the math equation there, faith minus works or faith without works is dead and it's profitless. And uh, that's very, very important. So what are these works? Where do these works? Because if we're going to have a living faith, we've got to have works that go with our faith. If we're going to have a living one, James uh, two, once again, I, I've got it all here. I'm not going to read all that again, but what I want to highlight is that this word appears 13 times in these uh, 10 verses. Okay, in these few verses here, or not 10, my math's off a little bit. Uh, in these verses, uh, so uh, works, 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 working, works, 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 works. Every time it was mentioned there, uh, that word means toil. It means toil. So what James is talking about here is effort, real effort. Like the real food you would give to a brother who's hungry, who's lacking his daily food. Something that would profit in the work that you do. And so uh, King James, New King James tr- uh, translates that as work or works. And uh, that's something that you undertake 
to do. Another way uh, that it can be interpreted is by a business or employment. How often do you go to work, right? Most people go to work often, right? As often as we want to eat if you're a farmer, <laughs> right? So um, that's what works are. And it's, an, it's the other part of, of faith that you must have uh, to not be dead and to have a living faith you have to have these works. That means there's work or toil, one that you will undertake to do. Uh, so faith plus works is profitable, uh, and it's one that uh, can justify. And I'll share with that here for a moment. So out of uh, out of what we read here in verse 22, there's a there's um, um, there's a mention of in in light of Abraham. That and what he did with Isaac, you might recall the story uh, that uh, God commands Abraham to offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice. Uh, and uh, after Isaac's bound to an altar, uh, there's a messenger from God. He stops Abraham at the last minute, and um, a, a, uh, and at that last minute, Abraham looks up. He sees a ram, and he sacrifices it instead of Isaac. But fully up the hill, Isaac's asking. Uh, where's the sacrifice? Abraham knew the command. Isaac was to be the sacrifice. It takes a lot of faith to to grab some uh, some wood and to grab uh, your son and to go up for a sacrifice. That's a lot of faith. And he would say that uh, God will provide the sacrifice. That requires a lot of faith to do that. That is the substance of things expected, right? Uh, that's a steadfastness of mind of things expected, evidence of things not seen. And, um, and in verse 22, out of James here, uh, we see both faith and works, because Abraham actually went up the hill, actually went up, right? And he actually took uh, his son Isaac. But the Bible says that it's working together to be perfect. Now, that word perfect means a full development. Uh, it means growth into maturity of godliness, not a sinless perfection. So here, uh, what Abraham did by his faith and his works, uh, he, uh, the, uh, that was working together to be perfect. And um, uh, we also have another example, verse 25 out of Rahab. And the story of Rahab, you might recall, uh, is written of in the book of Joshua. And uh, Hebrews, they were encamped uh, opposite of Jericho, right? And uh, the, God had promised them um, uh, a land. And uh, so Joshua, leading, uh, leading the charge here uh, uh, and believing in God that this is what God has was going to deliver. Uh, he's ready to cross the river. And one of the final preparations, uh, Joshua sends out two spies to investigate the military strength of Jericho. And uh, those two spies go out. It's not friendly territory. They end up staying in Rahab's house. Uh, her home is built into the city wall of Jericho. And those walls are mighty. And there were soldiers sent to capture the spies. And they asked Rahab to bring out the spies. Instead, she hid them under bundles of flax on the roof. And after escaping, the spies, they promised to spare Rahab and her family uh, after taking the city. Even though if there should be a massacre, uh, um, 
even though if, if there would be a massacre, they're going to spare her. She asked for that. And they said they would if she would mark her house by hanging a red cord out the window. Uh, when the city of uh, the walls of the city of Jericho fell, Rahab and her whole family were preserved uh, according to the promises uh, or promise of the spies. And they were incorporating among the Jewish people. And uh, so it, uh, the Bible says out of James here in verse 25 that um, was she not justified? She was justified in doing that. Now, one thing's for sure, and you, you, when you look at the story, Rahab believed uh, that they were going to have a victory. It's pretty obvious. She, she believed that their God would bring them victory, and there was no stopping them. And that's why uh, she didn't just believe that. She didn't just have faith in that. She acted on it. In fact, she betrayed her country, didn't she? She betrayed her country. Uh, she uh, probably for a moment there had to consider, am I going to risk my whole family or not? Well, uh, she was not justified just in her faith, but she was justified by both her faith and her works. And her work was uh, to, to hide and support the spies. And uh, uh, so it's phenomenal that it does that. But faith, faith plus works is, is profitable, and uh, it's one that can justify. And so <clears throat> uh, James 2 and 24 would summarize it this. You see then that a man is justified by works, and notice this, and not by faith only. And so this verse does not take away from what faith can do other than it must be accompanied by works. And in doing so, um, it's not dead. It's one that it would be a living faith, uh, and it would be one that is profitable, one that's tangible. And I think that makes sense. That makes sense uh, in that light. But uh, James is trying to make this point. And we need to recognize that today. And I share with it this because we, we can get to a point, I think, in our life where maybe we think that. Maybe we think we're done with the, with the work that we're doing. Uh, maybe, maybe that happens early in our Christianity. We think that uh, we've believed, we've obeyed the gospel, and then we're done. Uh, but I don't think that's the case. I think that uh, we show our faith by our works. James has this challenge, right? He says, um, uh, I will show you my faith by my works. And we should be Christians that have that kind of attitude. The ones that say, uh, uh, I have faith, but I'm going to act like it too. I'm going to act like a Christian. I'm going to act like the Word of God tells me to act. And uh, sometimes I'm going to be taking steps that I can't see the end of. I haven't seen the top of where I'm taking, like Abraham took Isaac. I can't see the end where um, uh, the victory of the wall is coming down yet. Uh, maybe you can't see the end from the beginning, but we have faith uh, now, and we act now, uh, and when we do, we show our faith by our works. And so um, a few verses to encourage you. And uh, out of Hebrews 6 and 10 says this, For God is not unjust to forget your work, a labor of love which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Some things that we can do, we know we serve each other. Um, minister means to serve. And it says here that God, uh, God is speaking of an instance where God's not just to forget the work and labor of love that you show toward his name, that you've ministered to the saints. And ask the question, who do you know that's serving your brothers and sisters? Is it you? 
Uh, are we serving our brothers and sisters like we should? Are we serving uh, even others that we would bring into the fold of Christ? That is a living faith. That's doing something, right? Maybe we don't see all the rewards that might come with that, uh, but we have faith that uh, we need to be doing things to serve each other, and uh, God sees that. And uh, we can show our faith by our works, by uh, serving each other and continuing to serve. Another way we can show uh, our faith by our works, and I'd say there's a multitude. I'm just going to share a few. Matthew 7 and 21, uh, some encouragement. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And uh, one of the things that's encouraging about this is that if we are about the work that God has set us to do, um, I look forward to, this can be a positive statement, right? If you think of, uh, if I'm doing the will of my Father in heaven, and I'm doing what the Word of God says, um, then uh, I'll enter the kingdom of heaven. But you know, I've got, I've got an eternal home in heaven uh, because my faith is not dead. I've got an alive uh, faith. But on the other hand, if we just say we're Christians, and we say, or we say, Lord, Lord, says not everyone shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Um, so I would encourage us, be, the, be Christians of faith, that we go places, we do things, we participate in what God would have for us to do. Uh, that's a living faith, and it's not a dead one. 1 John 3 and 18 uh, says this, My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Uh, the example that James gave that we spoke of earlier where a brother might be in need. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's loving to, to take care of them uh, if we can. Uh, there's an appropriate way to do that. But when we see someone that needs the love of Christ, right, um, there's more to it than just say be warm and filled. And I believe this is a, uh, another example of that where let's not just love in word or tongue, but indeed... And in truth, let us show our faith by our works, by supporting. And what that can mean is if we, uh, maybe you're trying to reach out to someone to share with them the gospel and you want to have influence on those, those folks, right? It's one thing to say, hey, how's it going today? It's another thing to get involved and to try to actually help them when they need help. Uh, who knows where that is, but your hands, your feet should be available to go and uh, to participate in um uh, the kindness that God would have for us to show other people. Um, when I think of love, uh, I, I often think of the first Corinthians 13 type of love where you have action verbs, things you can do. Love is patient. Love is kind. And there are ways that we can treat other people where we don't just do that in word. We do those things. We are actually patient, not just say we're going to be patient. Um, we're not just kind or no, we, we're not just, don't just say we're going to be kind. We're actually kind. And I would encourage you to go through those things and find out how can I, what deeds should I be doing um, according to the word so that my faith is a living faith and we're showing our faith by our works. First uh, Thessalonians 1 and 3, encouraging this, uh, says, Remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope, in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of our God and Father. Uh, that word cease there, kids, means stop. To cease means to stop. Uh, and so it says, remembering without stopping 
or quitting your work of faith. Sometimes when we've been at something for a while, it gets fatiguing. And when things get fatiguing, uh, I, I have to admit, it, it feels better to kind of slack off, right? You say, I, I, it's, time to, it's time to take a rest. And sometimes it's healthy to take a rest. I, I agree. But if we're taking a rest and um, we're just quitting for the sake of quitting, and we say we've done things long enough, our faith with, with outworks at that point may be dead once again. And um, uh, I'm not picking on folks who have lots of years of, uh, of service. What I'm doing is encouraging you to continue on. Your work is, may not be done. Your inspiration for those behind you may not be done. And, um, and out of this verse, what I get and what I see is uh, remember without seizing your, your work of love or work of faith, I'm sorry, labor of love and patience of hope or expectation in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so when I think about that, it's encouraging to keep going, to keep going and keep that uh, a living faith through your whole lifetime. And, uh, uh, and that's the way we should be. That's the way. But it takes a remembering of that. that hey, it's not time for me to quit. I can still do something. I may be tired today, but maybe I can do something. And um, uh, it, it, catch your second wind and keep going and finish your race strong. As long as you're alive, show your faith is alive by your works. And uh, that's what I want to encourage you in today. Uh, there are many things we could talk about, but the, the summary of the message is faith without works is dead. It is like that screen door on a submarine and it will, it, it, it's a, it's a killer. It's a killer and it's not justifying. Uh, it's not, um, uh, profitable. And I would encourage you to have a living faith, one where you're doing what God says you to do and, uh, you're trusting that what he has told you is the right thing to do. And I believe you'll see fruit uh, in the end from that. You'll, you'll prosper from that uh, in heaven. I think the Lord will be uh, pleased with us. Uh, we're just doing what we're supposed to do when we do those things. And so uh, that's my encouragement to you today to always have a living faith. And at this time, uh, we're going to offer a song of invitation. It's a moment where we can share with other Christians that we need, we might need some help, and maybe that our faith is not as alive as it should be. Uh, we need to change that. You need to change that, and uh, let us know so we can help and we can help bear each other's burdens through these tough times. And if now's the time where you wish to obey the gospel, there's also an opportunity for that. We pray that you make your needs known as we sing this song selected.